Okay, so very, very quick right. intro. Three, two, one. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Hidden Doors and High Scores, podcast where, well, a whole bunch of dudes talk about games <laughs> this week. I'm Austin. I'm Chris. <laughs> and I'm Garrett, and let's get into the news. Justin Wong versus Daigo. Did you guys want half phone? Yeah, you guys want half phone. Nintendo has officially announced production on a live-action Zelda movie, and I don't know what to think. Is it going to be good? Can it be good? I hope it's good. On a sad note, Unity is going to do massive layoffs based on their previous bad decisions. Arcane, the popular Netflix series, has finally started production for Season 2. GTA has also announced a trailer for December for the next installment. But that's it for the news. Let's get on with it. All right, this week on Hidden Doors and High Scores, we are doing something very special and very unique. Uh, first of all, we have a previous host of the previous incarnation of this podcast with us, Matt. And we also are joined by our very special guest, Molter. He is the designer and creator of the game that we're going to talk about this week, which is Polymines 2. Polymines? Polymines? I don't know. Tell us, Walter. Poly mines? There are multiple mines. So many mines. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's pronounced poly mines. Uh, I'm Walter, and I'll I'll be happy to talk about the game and anything else you want to talk about. Well, I mean, before we get like too deep into this uh, this game, which I, I think uh, I think I certainly really love, but I'm curious a little bit about you. If you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, just in terms of like, I'm curious, when did you start? gaming when did you start making games like you know just give us a little bit about your gaming kind of background so yeah when i was little my my mom was always uh showing me games on the computer while she was playing so so yeah i, I got interested what did she like to play yeah, certainly yeah uh, your mom was a gamer uh she she liked to play uh sims well, okay. the first sims uh, and yeah, I got interested in, in gaming then, but specifically about making games myself. I, I just started doing <laughs> board games or just games with, with coins mm -hmm. and stuff in my house. I, I was yeah. an only child, so I, I, I had to pass time <laughs> by doing something. And, and yeah, I, I just invented games for myself and maybe my mom yeah. when she wasn't working. Uh, so yeah, that, that's where it started. And it just kind of kept up going uh, until I was an adult. But just to say, uh, also, we're all big board gamers. And I have four or five board game prototypes sitting in my room right now. So I very much understand the I, the need to just make stuff, and I gotcha. create stuff, and find fun stuff to play with friends. First of all, is Polymines 1, is that your first game? First published game. I, I made a bunch of prototypes uh, before, and uh, one game I'm currently not sure if I want to publish, Polylaser. It actually sta started out as uh, my first game when I was learning how to program. And, and are you are you self-taught programming? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't play well with uh, actual programming courses or, or any kind of formal okay. uh, learning. Yeah, definitely. So then what gave you the idea for Polymines? Like, how did you decide to make this game? I'm, I'm curious. Like, obviously, it's it's got elements. I guess we should explain what this game is for people who are listening and have never heard of this yeah. game. 
So it's essentially, if I can just boil it down, it's essentially two big mechanics put together. One is Minesweeper, where you have a grid of stuff, a grid of squares, and sometimes you will get numbers, uh, and that number tells you how many mines that tile is touching. And then it's com that combined with nonograms, I think is what they're called, yep. where That's you right. have like a number yep. on top of a row or a number to the left of a, I'm sorry, a number on top of a column or a number to the left of a row. And that tells you like how many mines there are in that row consecutively. And then you kind of smash these two yeah, ideas right. together to create this logic, logical deduction puzzle game where every level is like, it's perfectly designed so that you never have to guess. You can logically figure out every answer and never make a mistake. Yep. Point of order. If you're stupid like me, you do have to guess sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but that's yeah, not yeah. by design. You don't have to guess. <laughs> you can if you need to, you know? <laughs> But uh, yeah, so like, is this something where you just like loved Minesweeper and then got decided you wanted to make something similar or like, how did you get into this? Uh, no. So uh, actually I just, uh, I, I didn't love Minesweeper. I loved Hexels and Tometsi, uh -huh. which are two of the, of the games that, that served as an inspiration for, for this game, as you can quite obviously see in the, yeah. in the game, I, I think. So this, this game started out as a, as a project for school hmm. and and yeah I, I wanted to do something that i knew i could do well because i i wasn't sure if i if i went ahead and and and, and tried to program a shooter that probably will go very very well. <laughs> so, so yeah i i wanted to do something i i knew i could do and i knew i could do puzzles uh well enough so i i just went ahead and, and tried uh, doing a puzzle, combining some of the mechanics of, of the games I knew and trying to improve or at least change significantly uh, something about them so that it wasn't just a, a copy of, of those games. And yeah, that, that, that was the way I, I approached it. Uh, it was just the, the, the way or the, pa the path of le uh, least resistance. Had you played a Picross or a Nonograms game before, in addition to Timetsi? Yeah. And uh, Hexels? Yeah, I, I. Yes, yes, I, I, I had. Uh, I, I have played Minesweeper and, and Picross slash Nonograms. Uh, I am more of a fan of Nonograms than Minesweeper, and I think that shows in the in the game. I believe. Yeah, I feel yeah, like Minesweeper, sure. there is much more guessing involved well, than not like a straight up answer. Yeah. Absolutely. The way that Minesweeper is programmed, it just makes you guess. And that's yep. a dick move. Yep. Yeah. It feels, <laughs> it feels, it so feels bad. really bad yeah. to work on a puzzle for like 20 minutes and then get to a point near the end and it's like, well, it's one of these two squares and you might just lose right yep. now. No way to know. To, to be fair, there are some apps that remove that mm -hmm. completely mm -hmm. from the from Minesweeper and that I like about that, mm -hmm. uh, about Minesweeper in, the, in that case. But uh, but yeah, I, I'm more of a fan of nonograms and, and in the design, I think you you can see that you, ca you have to work with nonograms uh, clues more than with Minesweeper. Now, speaking of apps, yeah. do, you, do you have any plans to release this as a mobile game? Because I feel like it would be perfect. My girlfriend specifically wanted me to ask about that because she yeah. saw this. She's like, I want this on my phone now. <laughs> yeah. My, my friends and family uh, also are, are wondering about that. And 
sadly, I do not know if I can talk about that okay. uh, legally. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. All right. Fair enough. But but that that should give you half the okay. Yeah. The, like the New York Times claims another victim. <laughs> that, yeah, that, that would be that would be great. Yeah. <laughs> so it it would probably be pretty easy to do to do a basic port to mobile, but to make it feel really good, you would want some quality of life improvements to the game that are currently not supported by the the programming I, I have in place. Mm -hmm. So that would be the hard part. Making it actually work, it's probably pretty easy, actually. Well, hey, we're we're hopeful. We'll, we'll all keep our fingers yeah. crossed. Yeah. That's, that's coming. For uh, for what it's worth, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Polo Mines 1 uh, was, was pretty much just that concept of, of sort of, you know, uh, Minesweeper and, and Nonograms kind of mashed together to solve puzzles. Um, you had kind of this question mark uh, mechanic and the double question mark, I think, also going on in that game. Was it the double um, question mark? Wasn't no. it? Yeah. Or no? Yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. Just, single? just single yeah. question just mark. Single. Yeah. Oh, question mark. wow. Okay. How did Polamines 2 get started? Did you have like a, an idea for a new mechanic that could go in Polamines 1? Well, I I always had some some more ideas. You, you always have new ideas when mm -hmm. you're working on a, on a creative project, I guess. Mm -hmm. But actually, so if the first one was a school project where I was trying to to learn how does making a work game, even a simple one, this one I I approach it as a way to learn about marketing and how mm. to market a game and and make it a little bit more known. Oh. And uh, and I, I I guessed I I figured out I would just make a sequel since the first one was well received and. Mm -hmm don't have to worry as much about uh, the design, even though obviously I, I ended up doing some extra stuff. But it, it seemed, uh, again, kind of the easy way uh, to focus on marketing, mm. yeah, if that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. So, so I'm guessing that's why you probably put this in the like Steam Next Fest demos, um, because that's where I ran into it. So the, the reason I ran into this game is because I was looking at demos during Steam Next Fest, and I always go to the puzzle section, and I was like, oh, I love hex cells. This looks very <laughs> similar. I'm going to try this out. And then I streamed it, and then Molter uh, reached out, and we we started chatting. So I imagine that was part of it. And this podcast uh, will hopefully get you a, a few more downloads and a few more players. Well, because um, I, I know a lot of people uh, who listen to this do enjoy some puzzle games, and... Uh, I think uh, well we'll we'll get to our our reviews of it later. I think, but uh, I'm certainly a, a big fan, mm -hmm. big fan of this game. Agreed. Thank you. Yeah, all of all of the new mechanics that you've implemented have been fantastic so far. I I, I haven't finished the game, but I've definitely gotten the link. I've gotten the double question mark. I've gotten the double sided arrows. Still trying to figure out that one, but uh, the the link was a fantastic mechanic. I didn't understand it quite at first, but once it clicks, oh my god, it's great! It's like probably my favorite part about these games is like when like a mechanic clicks and I feel so good about myself. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, that's genius! I know I'll how take, this works. I'll take this like... opportunity to apologize uh, for cursing at you over the chain mechanic. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. Yes. 
uh, Matt and I were, Matt and I have been, I don't know when this started, but Matt and I started playing these, particularly these kinds of puzzle games together and just sort of tag teaming them over the internet. And uh, it's been really fun. It's a lot of, you know, games like this where there is a right answer and you don't just like get to fuck around and see what works can be a little frustrating sometimes when they're too hard and you're just like staring at a puzzle for time on end trying to go like what am i missing here and just having another set of eyes to point out something obvious that you've missed is very very mm-hmm. helpful and to just kind of like bounce yeah. ideas off each other because sometimes you get like halfway through an idea and you don't you can't quite finish <laughs> it and then the other person will like pick it up and and figure out where you were going with it yeah, absolutely. I, I especially love how you guys just solve it together. I, I think it's much uh, more fun to watch, at least, uh, than, than just watching someone uh, do it alone. Because even when some streamers do it alone, they always rely on chat. And, and it's always, <laughs> it, it ends up being, being uh, a cooperative experience. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I love that you guys uh, solve it uh, together. Yeah, and it, it, it kind of helps a lot of times, for me anyway, when I'm, whenever I'm working on any kind of puzzle, it helps to talk it out. It helps me mm-hmm. know where I am in the logical chain to like explain, okay, I know that one of these two has to be a mine. And that means that, you know, this has to be here. And once you start explaining something, sometimes that'll be like, oh, well, then obviously that can't be, you know, you can <laughs> to do something that you couldn't have quite gotten just from like staring at it. Sometimes talking it out, like really gets you where you need to go. So I really like doing it with a partner to like help yeah. that conversation flow. I've been doing that. Yeah, I've been I, doing that without other people in the room like i just talk out loud to myself because that's the only way i can figure it out well yeah it in, helps. in coding we call that the the rubber duck method where you you yeah. have a rubber duck <laughs> on your monitor and you explain uh-huh. to your rubber duck what's going on with the code and <laughs> oh, okay. acting this way and and it, out of nowhere you get the solution yes Here's my uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, there you go. Not, not driver, but that's fine. Mulder has presented a beautiful little duck plushie to the camera. Great, great audio content awesome. there. Yeah, I'm curious. Are there more mechanics for us to find? Or are the up and down arrows, are those the, the last? Oh, believe me, you'll have more than enough with the up and down arrows. Uh, <laughs> you, wouldn't want, you wouldn't want more mechanics, even if I uh, <laughs> if I ended up designing that. Yeah, those are uh, those are already tricky. I mean, we're only you know four or five puzzles into those, and those are tricky. The chains really messed me up until I figured out how to think of them. They are a question mark row that goes around the chain block. Yeah, yeah, that's a way to think about it. In fact, I was thinking about just making them a question mark, but I figured it was probably too, too many, many question yeah. marks at this point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, we were thinking, uh, we were no, thinking I, about because we had yeah. we had trouble understanding that mechanic when we first ran into it. Um, we did notice that that you up, updated it pretty quick. The explanation yeah. from one day to to the next. I I think really what we came down to if i may give you some unsolicited advice was just breaking yeah, sure. breaking that tutorial down into a couple ex- other tutorial levels that made it really yeah. clear that like the 
unbroken chain had to be connected to the chain tile, the chain symbol. I think that was something yeah, that that's, was one that's hard to sure get at the beginning. And it's hard to get it into like two sentences in one level. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really I, I, yeah. I agree. And, and one of the players actually gave me a, a really good idea mm -hmm. uh, from Hexels. Uh, mm. when when they are introducing a new mechanic or a new uh, way of thinking they usually make a tutorial level with multiple uh, little islands where where each it's uh, yeah each logic is independent from each other ah, so it, yeah. it acts as multiple levels but really really small levels in one That's and a really that good idea. that would have been a, a good uh, way to to explain the, that mechanic but to be honest, uh, at this point, I don't know if that's version five or six of that of the tutorial. <laughs> uh, I'm not talking about about the the text. I'm talking about the level itself. Yeah. And I think I have uh, I have gone back, uh, introduced uh, easier intermediate levels uh, in between the tutorial level and the second and third ones multiple times because I figured uh, I I couldn't do that big of of uh, difficulty uh, gap mm. and e even even now i believe i made some mistakes in that and the difficulty spikes uh, in some places too much but yeah i, I tried actually <laughs> it's a nice segue into talking about like the difficulty curve of this game like most of the time when i start having trouble with the game is when like you take basically it's like right before you're introducing a new mechanic so you're taking like the previous mechanic to the extreme and just making a really big map and that seems to mess with me for whatever reason but like because you're so familiar with these types of puzzles like what were there any challenges in like dumbing down the difficulty curve like trying to introduce this type of puzzle to people who had not experienced it before like what was designing the difficulty curve like yeah uh so obviously uh, you cannot design the difficulty of, of a, a puzzle game just yourself that just doesn't mm -hmm. work if you know the mechanics you know how everything works it's just obvious after a while after you have spent maybe so biggest amount of time i've seen someone spend off on on these games are maybe 30 to 40 hours and that's a lot but i have spent maybe 200 300 400 hours so Obviously, I see a level and nine times out of out of ten, I just see the answer straight away. I, I better do. Yeah, I for sure. Yeah, four hundred <laughs> hours. <laughs> uh, so I'm not a good a, a good tester. I'm yeah. I'm not a good uh, a good person to ask if the if the difficulty is is uh, are the right amount of not or not. So my girlfriend actually <laughs> acts as a good uh, test to see if a good player, because she has played a lot too, uh, if a good player would understand that quite easily. And if a good player understand that uh, quite easily, uh, that's a good sign that you can probably introduce uh, a mechanic that way. If not even a good player can understand that uh, quite easily, uh, you're, you're, you have to, to dump it down. Yeah. You, I'm, I'm only seeing it because I, I have been uh, playing for way too much. Sure. And I cannot expect another player to, 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 yeah, to, to play for that amount of time before understanding a, a mechanic. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, so yeah, I, I had to, to try and uh, simplify a lot of the levels more than I thought I had to, 
but that was always the the sensation <laughs> i i always felt that i was simplifying them too much even though i i was reminded time and time again through testing that i wasn't yeah so so yeah i, I had to trust not my instinct there but the testing yeah and, you just have to listen to people telling you like no yeah. this is still very hard because it's <laughs> yeah. so if easy. you design a yeah. puzzle game for somebody explicitly for somebody who has already played 200 hours of your puzzle game yeah yeah one word well it's yeah it's going to be accessible to that one person <laughs> exactly. and nobody yeah. yeah uh i want to talk about the music yeah, yeah let's talk yeah. about the music okay the so music is incredible we... one did not have music mm -hmm. and so this has music now okay so I, first things off, I do not know how to make music. <laughs> I wouldn't know how, uh, where to start. So uh, for everyone who uh, tries out Polymines 2, you, I, I, I think you really, really should go to the credits. It's in the main menu and look at the uh, music tab that the first music uh, that uh, always sounds uh, when, when you start the game, it's always the same one. Uh, because that's my favorite, mainly. <laughs> and uh, it's Bossa Nova by Liborio Conti. And uh, just a big shout out to, to, to that guy because he actually uh, lets anyone use that uh, his music without giving any credit, which wow. is oh, wow. crazy to me. But, but yeah, yeah I, I couldn't not give him any any credit and the uh, other uh, the other songs it's Kevin MacLeod the one from every uh, non copyrighted music uh, video on YouTube yeah. yep, yep yep yeah so he actually requires uh, attribution but mm -hmm. uh, only attribution and for commercial projects and anywhere anywhere you you want to to use them so yeah the the credit on uh, for the music is 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 for them actually they they are great great compositors and i when i listened to their music i i just kind of knew that was the style i wanted for for the game it, it just fits so well it's very oh, yeah. relaxing mm -hmm. uh and like yeah. positive at the same time you know what i mean like because obviously they're like getting a little frustrated and it's like keeping me centered you know like <laughs> it, oh yeah this cool it has the same effect as like the 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 Wii uh settings music sure yes <laughs> absolutely yeah. yes but garrett garrett yes. and i were talking uh, earlier like before we started recording this like oh my god i can't believe how good this music is like i'm actively like <laughs> like bopping along in my chair while looking at these puzzles like doing shazam this. what a song is this <laughs> So, and can you believe uh, it was a, a last-minute uh, addition to the really? oh, You weren't going to have music so, again? Well, it wasn't no, in the demo, no. I remember. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't in the demo because I, I just figured I couldn't... First of all, I this is... Or this started as a small project. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little big, a little bigger yeah, now. Okay. But it, it just started as, as a way, as I said, to learn uh, about marketing. Mm -hmm. But then when I when I, when I realized it was a little bit bigger than I anticipated, I I thought this this would go well with some jazz. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I thought about that, but I think I was right. Yeah. On, no, absolutely. First of all, every activity goes good with jazz. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, I didn't have some kind of big revelation with that. I think everyone knows that <laughs> that any activity goes well with jazz. I think you put yeah. enough music into it, unlike a game I'm playing now, which is uh, uh, Murder by Numbers. All right, I, I don't which know. Which is a it's a it's an it's a mix game. between uh, okay. Picross nonograms and uh, like a visual novel, like a like a crime novel, wow. like a, the Phoenix Wright or something. <laughs> okay, um, but their music their music just repeats twice as often as yours. Like you put three songs in, they put one. Like I, I don't know. Yeah. It, it, it's five minutes, uh, five tracks actually, and I I thought it was maybe too little, but I thought well I, I can always update it. Yeah, well, it's after it's the, better the than they matches. did, that's for damn sure, because <laughs> they have one track that repeats. I mean, I just literally could not stand it. Turned the music all the way down. I'm like, I can't listen to this song anymore. It, you it, it wore and out its damn welcome. Fun fact about about uh, the music that the first one that I say I love. I actually love it, but I kind of hated it while I was uh, making the game because, as I said, it always plays when you first start mm -hmm. the game. <laughs> and I was restarting the game uh, every five minutes, so we, it only played that one song. And I had that. <laughs> oh, no. Did you ever consider randomizing the start song? Is it... Yeah, that it was a, an, an actual design choice to, to make that one song the the one you it plays uh, in the start because i figured no one is restarting that <laughs> yeah, 20 yeah. times <laughs> in a span yep. of 10 minutes uh, so it again acts... you can't design for yourself you have exactly. to design yeah for your yeah exactly yeah. so so it, it it acts it's the uh, most uh, cheerful one and i think it it serves as a good way to get you pumped up for uh, the rest of the game, yeah. I think you nailed the song choices. Right. I really do. It's it's stuck on my head still to this day. Yeah. <laughs> so I I think they are really good. So again, uh, credit uh, to Liborio Conti especially for the for the first song. I think it's great. It's really great. And and he has a lot of other music if you if you're into that. Yeah. Absolutely. Lots yeah. of different. I'm gonna styles. have to check him out. Should we just maybe talk a little bit about? I don't know. Is there anything you guys that like? while you were playing the game that you really liked or really didn't like, like stuff that stood out uh, to you? There is one thing that came up because we were playing with each other and I actually had my girlfriend come in and she did a couple mm -hmm. levels with me, uh, not being able to re-see the rules of all the different mechanics that I unlocked easily. Like I would have to go back to the yeah. tutorial level. Any plans to implement like a, a page to see all the rules? Just like a question mark box up in the top yeah. that it would like. Yeah, uh, uh, actually I could just uh, copy and paste uh, every tutorial text uh, onto a separate tab on the main menu. Yeah, I mean, something like uh, that would be great, especially people that stream the game. Someone hits F1, they see all the Yeah, videos. yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, that's that's the the usual yeah. usual keyline, <laughs> I, I guess. So maybe maybe both. Yeah, I don't know. I would yeah. love that. Yeah, I, I might look into it. The game is is finished, of course, <laughs> yeah. but it, it's it's not. Uh, I haven't finished uh, implementing stuff into into the game. So you can expect some relatively small updates mm -hmm. along the way, but but you can expect some some stuff. I don't know if that will make it into Fair. the the next update, but. 
but it might it might actually because it's just so it's a specific case i guess but no actually do you know what while i was uh talking i i just changed my mind completely because <laughs> there are a couple <laughs> there are, yeah yeah it happens, it happens. <laughs> there are a couple keybinds that you can also use but they are not explained anywhere on the on the game so you and i didn't know where to put that mm. so i might I, I was just fine making it a hidden feature that you either stumble upon or read yeah i'm i'm writing that right now so <laughs> yeah uh, take your time <laughs> um while uh, we're giving you unsolicited <laughs> advice i will say that one thing that came up multiple times was the fact that uh you can't cross off numbers with right click uh after the puzzle solved yeah so people yeah, solve the, the puzzle, but they want to be able to cross out that all last right. one. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's fine. I think you can survive, but we, we will. Your OCD that's... is getting the better of you. The OCD and me. Yeah. I'm, I'm just passing I... this along. It ain't, it ain't my complex. So just in case you, you want to know that's a side effect of uh the game just disabling the whole left slash right click on anything that's not a user interface when you finish the level i wouldn't want you to just right click a mine and then mark it as a non-mine and have a mistake that that could implement some bugs yeah that makes sense yeah so i don't know if uh chris or gary and I'll, I'll just let you guys talk about your own kind of experiences with puzzle games and games like this but i've played all three hexels games and i've played a good amount of Tometsi. um so this game was very much right up my alley it was kind of exactly what i was looking for but i think this game really does do enough different from those games that it presents a different kind of puzzle and it works your brain in a different way than those games do and I just, there's a lot of puzzles in this game that first make me feel dumb, that I can't figure it out, and then make me feel really smart when I do figure it out. And that is all you want from a puzzle game. Mm -hmm. that's, that's everything. That is the feeling. And I think this game just absolutely nails it. Um, I really enjoyed the first Paul Mines, but I found it pretty easy. Although I think it's a great starting place for somebody who hasn't played a game like this in the genre. And what is it like three bucks or something on steam it's it's absolutely worth the worth the price yeah it's it's uh five right now it was it it was three but actually someone yeah i mean i mean i can talk about this i i can i cannot talk about the other questions you can do you Mm -hmm. ask but okay the the but i i can say that there's a publisher interested in in ah in the game ah. Cool. That that's that that I can say, and they actually recommended to bump up the price a little bit because it wouldn't make any difference in in sales. People would enjoy it anyways at at, at five. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, five bucks but... is a price point that people think about. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Three, three bucks is not really. Yeah, three yeah. to five. That that it's it doesn't same. make a difference. Yeah, it's the same yeah, amount of money. Exactly. That's why people. That's why people do four ninety nine. Yeah. Actually, that's that's an Steam thing. I I cannot. Well, I, I can <laughs> technically over. Uh, um, what's the? I I can try to 
do five exactly, but Steam tries to make you I'm not a, a fan about that, but if it if, yeah, if it means I, I can eat Path of Least yeah. Resistance. Oh, whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. But yeah, Polo Mines One is a really great intro to this kind of game, this kind of puzzle game, and I think it's totally worth your five bucks. And then Polo Mines Two, which released just a few days ago, even if you're listening to this podcast, it, it probably released less than a week ago, it came out on November 1st, and uh, I've been enjoying the hell out of it so far. And again, 10 bucks, I think is absolutely worth the price. Been really, really loving it. I'm having a ton of fun, and I highly recommend playing with a friend or a partner because I think that is the best way to play. But mm -hmm. as a guy who absolutely loves all, all good puzzle games, this is right up there with some of the best of them. I really enjoy the deduction. I don't know, Chris, what do you, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, like, on the experience aspect, like, I have never done, like, nonograms or anything. Like, I've never played Hexels, all that. I mean, I've heard of it. I know what it is, but I just never played it. I, I was most familiar with the Minesweeper aspect of this game going into it, but I think it's really easy to pick up. I think the difficulty curve is really well designed. There are parts where I struggle, but there, it makes you feel dumb, and then it makes you feel smart, and that's great. This was always going to be a game that I ended up playing, you know, because like puzzle games Austin recommends, you put them on your wish list and then you buy them. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. But like, yeah, I'm just having a ton of fun playing this game. I think it's a no brainer to buy both of them and play them both. They're both so good. Thank you. Yeah, I agree with everything you guys said. I'm about 40 levels in and the game just becomes increasingly more rewarding the more time you spend with it because you get more abilities more ways to do puzzles and more interesting ways that you can start to understand to solve these puzzles. So great puzzle game. Totally recommend it. I will say it does like melt your brain a little bit. Like if you, if you play for more than a couple hours, like you, oh, it, your mileage may vary. Yeah, I've had to take, yeah, I've had to take breaks. Like you may have to take breaks. You may have to look at a puzzle and just be like, you know what? I need to sleep on this and come back tomorrow. But that's okay. Ha has anyone else had like Tetris effect? Yep, uh, last dreams? night. I played the first game all in one sitting and then went to bed last night and then dreamt about it all night. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, total, 100%. Yeah. It's Tetris so, effect fuel. Yeah. I, I had, uh, on, on the topic of taking breaks, uh, there's mm -hmm. a review I, I really like about the, it, it was posted just yesterday or something that says that uh, savor the puzzles, I think it says. Uh, uh. Just go slowly. Don't make uh, mistakes because you're rushed. Just if you need to take a break, take a break. Come back later. Uh, don't worry. It's it's fine. You don't have to finish this game right now. It's, uh, take your time. And I think that's a good way of looking at, at this, not only my game, but this kind of, of puzzle games. I think if you, if you rush it, you won't have as much fun. Mm -hmm. uh, if you enjoy playing it for 10 hours, that's fine. Do your thing. But if you feel stressed or maybe uh, tired Fatigue, uh, from... Yeah. from yeah, fatigued, exactly. Uh, just stop for a while, it's fine, and you'll come back and probably finish the level you were stuck on uh, instantly. <laughs> yes, yeah. and, and not only that, but I, I think if you take it a little slower and you're looking carefully at the levels and you're looking for those patterns, I think you'll see more of the the really smart design of the puzzles, and, and you know, like you were pointing out, and, you know, in level 10 and, and in a lot of these levels, you'll see this 
you'll see more of the design decisions if you go slowly, right? You'll mm -hmm. see more of those like, oh, whoa, that's the same thing I just did, but it's reversed over here. If you're trying to rush through, you may not catch a lot of those little just cool choices to notice and to see how how beautifully curated this game is, right? This is not a procedurally generated game. Like every level has been meticulously crafted to bring you an experience in solving it and, and in teaching you a way to think and in teaching you a way to solve it. And it's you you may miss some of that the beauty of that design if you if you rush through it. I'll just say my my favorite game of all time is Patrick's Parabox. Oh. Because that game like teaches you a new way to think. And as I was interacting with your game, I felt a lot of that come through. A lot of just like this is a technique that I can use in this world to do this like like just discovering the algorithms that work for this universe and and um, yeah highly recommend yeah thank you I I, I love Patrick's Paradox for what is oh yeah I, I think <laughs> it's ten out of ten game for me <laughs> yeah that, absolutely that incredible absolutely that game blew my fucking mind <laughs> um, <laughs> all right well. I guess that's going to do it for us here at Hidden Doors and High Scores. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for joining us, Malter. This is our first developer interview. We're really excited. Um, and uh, <laughs> Thank you so much for having absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so check out Polymines 2, and we'll catch you next time. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. If, if you press uh, Z and M at the same time, you will just uh, hear the level complete.